What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. The OG mic just sitting up there if you want to do the, that. The you good, know, uh, all fancy shit here. The good Yeti mic? I guess this is way easier, though. It's not bad. Well, yeah, because you're just recording on an SD card, right? Yeah. Yeah. That thing's so lightweight compared to trekking around with a laptop. <laughs> a fucking 17 inch MacBook Pro and a fucking microphone. <laughs> And the microphone weighs like yeah, three or four pounds. Yeah, I'm gonna have to step up my game here when I get this going. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's exciting. Oh, it's Zen time. Gotta here we'll get the. <laughs> the Zen can pop. Zen can pop. Yeah, that's like a whole new. A whole new thing, Zen can pop. Zen can pop. Zen's like the, uh, what would you say? It's like the new vape pen. That is so disgusting it's and true. It's pretty true. Yeah. I got yeah. turned on to it because I was smoking cigarettes again. You're smoking cigarettes again? Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So we were on the gov tag hunt mm-hmm. for the California sheep last year. And I was glassing for this one ram that we were looking for, and Cade, Cowboy Cade, comes riding up on horseback. Smoking a Marlboro Red? No, 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 he just got in from wherever he was, where he was coming in from, and met up with me. I dropped a pen in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. He came riding up on a horse, and uh, jumped off the horse, reached in his chest pocket, pulled out a pack of buglers, rolled one up, and started smoking. That was that. And it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And it was, what, I think 10 years, 11 years not smoking. Holy I was like, cow. I mean, I was still smoking backwards, yeah. but that's different. Is it? That's, no, it's not. But I'm going to pretend that it is. And uh, I was like, let me get one. Smoked all the way through sheep show. And then we were on that sheep capture. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sea Cat was like, you need to try these. <laughs> I haven't smoked haven't, since. I haven't put them down. Yeah. I haven't yeah. put those down, but I haven't had a cigarette since. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite the thing now. I bought my first Zen can <laughs> not too long ago, thanks to Troy fucking Hellman. Because uh-huh. he goes through these things like... Candy. Candy, literally. He's got... What uh, flavor you got? Spearmint. Nice. So, you know, a wizard staff, like drinking beer, yeah. duct taping, he's got a wizard staff of Zen cans because he's that addicted to Zen. Wow. Yeah. Wizard can. Wizard can sleeve. I don't know. Yeah. Do you buy it by the log or by the can? I just buy first can, dude. That'll be, I need to stop oh, after that. Oh, no, dude. Yeah. Go get a log. No. Do I'll yourself some justice. Smoke some cigars, dude. Cigars are good. Yeah. I'd rather smoke a cigar, but. They're pretty good sometimes. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, like smoking cigarettes was 
I think it was like the, uh, what do they call it? It's like the community thing, right? When you're drinking or whatever, you, you smoke a cigarette, you know, just yeah. like you party favor kind of deal. Yeah. And, uh, Zen has become that. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, social mechanism. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Not party favors. <laughs> <laughs> party favors might be a little different depending little on different. the time period. Depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. Me. 12 years ago. Yeah. 16. 16. 16 yeah. years mm-hmm. ago. Man. So, Anthony. Andy. It's been a minute since yeah. we saw each other. Yeah. It's been a minute since we caught up. It's been over a year. Yeah. So, originally, you are the founder of Legion. One of many. One of many founders of Legion, which we go into a bunch of detail, I think, in episode 14 about it. Or Fuck, I have no idea. I don't idea. remember I what don't episode. Remember, yeah. Somewhere back then, and some many moons ago. Many moons ago. What, you, what episode are you on now? You're like up in one. This will be one sixty something. One sixty something, dude. That's crazy. Remember when we broke a hundred? Yeah. And we were like, that was right when you left. Holy cow! That was right when you left because episode one hundred was the one that I did in depression by myself. (laughs) (laughs) I remember talking to somebody. I think it was at Western Hunt Expo, and somebody was like, "Yeah, he's like." saying that yeah you don't really have a podcast until you've reached over 60 episodes because most people just fall out of podcasting because it's either a lot of work it's a yeah shitloads of work mm-hmm. but like either a a lot of work or just people lose interest and just lose i guess interest overall but yeah, yeah. kudos to you for carrying the torch hey dude. 160 some odd episodes yeah that's a lot of work well, originally, I was never supposed to be recording any episodes. It's true. Yeah, you didn't want to ever be on mic, remember? <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. You, you did me dirty. Yeah. You did me dirty. But, so yeah, you took a job. Yep. And in taking the job at Benchmade, yep. you kind of were, you know, whatever reasons, yep. they were like, all right, cool, no, no broadcasting, yep. whatever. And... uh Moved up to Portland, Oregon. Yeah, moved up to Portland, Oregon. Been here for literally a year as of August. Yeah. It's flown by. It's insane. Um, it's been a change in life, I would say for sure, coming from South- Southern California and like always wanting to be somewhere where like hunting and just the outdoors was like Thriving. at my fingertips, you know? And uh, being here is, man, what a difference. And yeah, moved up here for Benchmade Knives, and you know we unfortunately had to part ways on the podcast. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been a ride, man. It's been a year mm-hmm. of grinding <laughs> and getting back on track and trying to just figure my life out again. You know, it's yeah. it's been wild. What's it like leaving a beach town and coming to a river town? <laughs> uh, you know. It's that's interesting. I can't. I mean, I guess I can point to the beach, but everybody here calls it the coast, right? So I'm an hour from the coast now versus two minutes from the beach, and uh, man, it's uh, it's so much better in so many different ways. Um, 
everybody thinks, you know, given current state in the world today that, you know, you live in Port near Portland and they think the world's coming to an end around you and everybody wants to know how you're doing out here, but it's honestly far from that. And, you know, we're 25 minutes out of downtown and you would never even know what's going on out there. And living here is just, you, you have everything at your fingertips. Like I said, I mean, I talked to you this morning and I was hunting 25 minutes from home. I have access to a property that I get to hunt and I can bomb out in the morning at 5 a.m. and be back at home at, you know, 10 a.m. For breakfast. For breakfast, yeah. I actually had a breakfast burrito this morning. It was (laughs) delicious. Um, But, yeah, it's it's insane, man. I mean, we've got, you know, opportunities here that I never had in California. You know, being able to have an OTC elk tag, archery elk tag is insane. Being able to hunt mountain lions insane um being able to hunt bears like i mean obviously you can do that in california but in southern california to find a bear to hunt and get on bears it's a little difficult to say the least um and up here man it's just endless opportunities for the outdoors we've camped our asses off this year fishing i swear every time i see a post you're like out at some river yeah with your wife having a great time yeah we bought a trailer when we moved up here and that was like (laughs) one thing we said like we're going to take advantage of it and people are like shocked like people that live here they're like you guys camp a lot and we're like yeah like and they're the people that have lived here their whole lives and they're like they've never even seen half of the places that we've seen in a year you know so it's just i think it's just the opportunity to do stuff here is just it's there and uh it's ripe for the picking man and we have taken i would say full advantage of that in a year yeah That's- fly fishing like you picked that up a bunch. oh my god dude it's like a new obsession like never and i mean southern california like where are you gonna go fly fishing? <laughs> like there's a few tiny places you could get to but it's not like something you're thinking about yeah i'm gonna go fly fishing this weekend like that's just not a thing uh and here i can go 30 minutes in any direction and be fly fishing and uh you know taylor uh, wells mm-hmm. uh you know when I had moved up here, he was kind enough to share a bunch of information because he had lived here before and he had shared all of these fishing spots and kind of like got that itch, you know, going with me. And, uh, I got into that and went fishing with him actually when I first moved here, uh, and on the, uh, upper Klamath down in California and fishing steelhead on fly. And then I just literally no pun intended. I'm hooked on fly fishing, man. It's just another addiction to fuel me. how for you has the so you were you've always kind of been an avid outdoorsman yeah right yeah you've always really been into hunting you've hunted yeah. i mean you hunted texas a bunch yeah. you've hunted california successfully yeah um really yeah. successfully this year which we'll get into yeah. uh you've hunted montana you've hunted yeah. utah you've hunted you know you're gonna be you've hunted colorado yeah. you've hunted oregon with be success now done idaho and, idaho yeah all sorts of utah i mean you're the one that got me into the out-of-state game and now, <laughs> i don't know about that but yeah I, I mean yeah it was like texas but you can't call that out of state i mean that's yeah. i mean it is out of state don't get me wrong but different. it's a different kind of hunting you know yeah. you're it's pay to play there obviously and um you know when i first met you and we started talking about like going out of state and we hit utah and then 24 hours later 24 hours later montana tagging two bucks and your buck and like yeah and then going back to montana it's just like you know you know you talk about my outdoor like 
my background in the outdoors and like i don't know just the obsession with it and hunting is just like i think we talked about it in montana once it was like you know you'd always go out and i was always backpacking and stuff to like explore different areas and see new places that you wouldn't see but then hunting is like combining that like passion for the outdoors with this whole other passion and like you see a whole nother world when you're out there hunting and especially when you're traveling out of state and you know you're when you're backpacking yeah you get up early you see things but you don't see half of the stuff you see when you're out hunting because you're going in in the dark or going early morning you're waking up to a sunrise on a mountain somewhere that's just picturesque unbelievably beautiful and then you're going down in the dark you're getting to see the sunset and you get to see just a, i think a different life out there you know you experience and paying attention to oh, what the yeah. wildlife yeah. is doing at different times of the day yeah and, yeah it's know. crazy um yeah it's too out of state man nobody should go out of state <laughs> don't. don't put in for out of state hunts <laughs> so how has the obsession for you been fueled i mean especially now that you're up here yeah. because you've done really well hunting yeah and and now this year i've done okay you've done pretty well man yeah you know diving into it yeah. and, and full throttle and really learning and understanding and getting involved yeah. and and the whole deal, I mean, you know, all the way back to starting this podcast, yeah. right? Yeah, it's when I really got serious about things, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've only gotten, I would say, more serious about it. And here, honestly, being here has really allowed, I, I would say, just, you know, I always talk about being in the field, right? And being in the field, it's a numbers game, right? I, I always say that. It's a numbers game of how much time you can really spend in the field and, that's where you're going to learn everything. You can learn stuff on podcasts. You can listen. You can watch YouTube videos. But if you're not spending time, boots on yeah, the ground. Yeah, boots on the ground, man, is it's where it all happens. And uh, I think here has really given me an opportunity to just spend that. I would sp spend more time in the field because everything's so close. Um, and the, the woods here are so much different, and it's it's been wild but yeah just the opportunity here that has presented been presented to me and the drive you know i uh, yeah it's so much fun well and, and having hunted some of the places in california that you've hunted to coming up here what is the diversity in ecosystem you don't talk no, about dude. where you're hunting but yeah, the diversity yeah. oh. in ecosystem you know and the jungles <laughs> kind of sounds like yeah. you're in jungle it's it's wild man like i you know backpacking and all that you know previous life was spent in the sierras right on the eastern sierras and you know it's a lot of granite you know timber but not it's you get in pockets right and it's you get in ranges of elevation and you know all your vegetation changes with the elevation just like anywhere it changes like that here but when I moved here, I didn't realize that Portland was as low as elevation as it was because I knew it snowed here. And that's, you know, shame on me for not knowing all this <laughs> shit. But I moved here and I remember uh, we walked down to the park. We have this like rad park down the street. And uh, I was like, man, I wonder what elevation it is here. And I'm like looking at my phone and it was like uh, 160 feet. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no way. Because it's just so green here. You don't really think that and it snows and all that. So every once in a while it snows but uh 
so the vegetation here is just so thick because obviously it rains a good amount of the year here and uh you know i didn't get to hunt elk season last year here because i had other hunts i was uh i did idaho last year with jeff chavez and then i did colorado with sibley and all those guys and this year was the first time where i really got to spend a ton of time out here and um i got to experience the coast and everybody you talk to that like hunts elk out here like most people don't like hunting the coast because it's just nasty it is just <laughs> there's you know timber you know it's a, a lot of it's timber properties and stuff and like the only places you can glass here are clear cuts like that whole game of like that's i would say one of the biggest differences like our advantage in hunting is glass right like you can see the animals you can go after the animals here you don't really have that opportunity uh unless you get on a clear cut and i've actually used that to my advantage this year um but in a lot of places you talk to people and they're like oh, i only carry like eight power binos like what do you need such big binos for and i was like well i'm just gonna glass and like people are like I, most some people don't even carry binos they just carry a rangefinder because it's just so thick happening. yeah and you've got on the coast you got just such thick vegetation if you're out of the reprods or the clear cuts and you dive down on these holes man and it's just like the bushes are like eight feet tall like you're walking through and like sometimes you're up to your chest and like everything wants to stab you <laughs> everything wants to give you some kind of a rash i got poison oak on me right now never got that in california ever by the way and every time <laughs> i go out up, dude. yeah i don't, don't oh dude trust me i use it but i still <laughs> i still get it but um yeah i never had poison oak till i moved here um uh, but anyways um yeah so that's like coast right and it's just steep it's almost like uh where cloverdale, cloverdale. it's like super steep but you dive down in these holes and it's just nasty stuff and it's just like vertical i remember the first trip i went out with troy and we hunted bears on the coast and like you look down in these holes and you're like oh man that's gonna suck if we shoot a bear down there <laughs> and uh but you do it right and it's just you suck it up and you go for it right and it's the thrill and the adventure of it and you go into the cascades and that's like i feel like it's like it's a different type of vegetation right so it's like a transitional vegetation to the east side and you know you get just as much rain there and it's like going through jumanji dude it's <laughs> it's you know it's i i come up with names of all these different places but it's just like fern valley like just ferns like super tall and it's crazy because like a lot of the places like you'll be walking down like cat road and there's like five feet of ferns and it's just like thick ferns and then if you walk through that 20 feet in it just opens up into elk bedrooms like it's crazy like really? it's wild um so yeah it's been uh the vegetation thing's definitely different uh the glassing things you know much different here uh one of my buddies jonathan uh i you know took him out bear hunting this year to spot that i was hunting and you know that was one thing he never really paid attention to was glassing it's just not something you think about here on the western side of the state and uh uh we were sitting down glassing bears and i'm like you know 2,000 yards off of these clear cuts and being able to just sit down I just pop a lawn chair down and I'm just glassing you know and um, you know it kind of opened his eyes to just a different style of hunting and like he was like man he's like 
I've probably gone over so many clear cuts and not done this and missed so many animals that I just never would have thought to, you know, sit down and glass for. A lot of people road hunt here. and um, So, yeah, it's, it's much different from that sense. That's crazy. Yeah. It's fun, though. It's 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 a different kind of hunting. I mean, Saturday we went out and we were chasing elk. And, I mean, like I told you, we were up, at, you know, on the trail. At, or not on the trail, but just hiking in at 630. There is no trails, really. It's 630 in and shit man we did like less than five miles and we were out till one o'clock you know and it's like you're you're not covering a ton of ground it's because it's so thick you know you're just kind of inching through and you're still hunting basically right and uh but it's just a different style of still hunting i guess yeah that's awesome so yeah. you came back to california this year yeah and you went out hunting with sibley yeah and for the first time ever. Yeah. You tagged out. Yep. In California. Both tags. 48 hours. Within 48 archery. hours. And it was archery. Yeah. What was that like for you? Well. Because we were talking about this earlier. Our first podcast yeah. episode was me. It was like. Yeah. I can't remember. It was three tags in two states. Or yeah. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Tagged out, right? Tagged out. Yeah. So here we are. So far, you filled three tags this year. Yeah. In two states freaking wild two of them are from your home state yep. which was kind of always a bucket list dream yep. for you to yep. be able to to do so how's that been what was that whole experience like yeah i mean you kind of you were along for the journey man i mean you saw me kind of get a real bow in hand right i mean i didn't have a real bow until i really met you i mean i had a bow right but it wasn't like i, I wasn't serious into bow hunting like I, it was always just something i would I'd go out and like, it was my pre-scouting to rifle season, right? And I'd always carry a bow and like, if I stumbled into a deer, awesome, right? And then I got serious about it, like I would probably say when the podcast kicked off, and I didn't really. I mean, I'd killed a javelina and like a couple other little things, but it wasn't like anything I'd gotten like super serious in. And then we went and did the sheep hunt and killed two sheep and uh, <laughs> one by, by mistake but it's a learning curve though, i paid right? for it right happy but birthday that, to me yeah, yeah but that was a good learning, learning curve. curve yeah 100 how important was that information oh, for you to learn dude, on that hunt? it was doing it, those kinds of things is I, that allowed you a mistake yeah. that in the field oh yeah you can't would have make. cost you poaching charges yes. yeah you can't make those mistakes in the field and uh i i learned from that and you know i would say practice man and just being dedicated to it and i love going out and shooting and um moving here was a little interesting with that because there's not there's a public range not too far from here but like in huntington beach where i was we had a great range and i go shoot there every morning i can't shoot more than 18 yards in my backyard mm -hmm. um so finding places to shoot has been a little bit more difficult but practice man is i think the biggest thing and just getting out um, but backing up, you know, just that whole journey into there and leading up to the season is just, you know, being ready for it. And, you know, obviously opportunity is going to help you. Right. And so Kyle, uh, Sibley, you know, hit me up and he was like, dude, he's like, this is the year he's like, come down here. I was supposed to go last year with him. Uh, but just given everything moving. that happened, moving yeah. and all that, it just didn't happen. I was supposed to go hunt with you and uh up at the cabin and that didn't happen and i missed out a lot of stuff last year honestly and so this year he told me to get my ass out there and, and we'll go hunt and he's <laughs> like i'll he's like 
we'll get you an opportunity. He's like, but it's up to you to capitalize on that opportunity. And so, yeah, I flew down there. I think it was the second weekend of the season. And, uh, shoot, man, flew down there, got in at like 3 o'clock. And, shoot, man, 40 minutes into the hunt, I arrowed a buck, you know. And uh, <laughs> it was wild. It was a like, good buck, too. Yeah, it was awesome. Dude, I was stoked. I, You know me, dude. I'm not like, yeah, would a big buck be awesome? But look at my wall of misfit children right like <laughs> i am uh i'm a sucker for anything right and yeah. uh yeah, that was actually that's him right there um but yeah just you know he presented himself he was behind a tree and they were starting to move out slowly and i just i knew he was moving out and he wasn't gonna stop and i let it fly man and uh i knew i hit him far back and i was a little worried about that but colin was with us and he was like no man you hit him good you hit him good and i was like eh, pretty sure i hit him a little far back <laughs> and uh man talk about luck with that buck dude um we you know sat back we waited and uh got up you know i think we waited 45 minutes i knew i hit him far back so we gave him some time and then we walked over to where I shot him, and there was a ton of blood, like just blood everywhere. And it was just, you know, high weeds in California. You just see blood, trail, blood, trail. And then 30 yards, he's piled up right there. And I was just like, no freaking way, man. <laughs> I was like, my first archery buck, dude. I was like, oh my God, it happened, right? And just like the years leading up to that, to like try to make that happen with, you know, a bow and, um, I thought the opportunity presented itself and I wasn't, I wasn't holding back and we got up to him. Like I said, I got super lucky, man. I shot him way far back. He had, when I was shooting, he had already basically had come he all was the taken way. He off. was taken off and I hit him in the court, in the hind quarter mm -hmm. and, uh, clipped his femoral and he freaking went down 20 yards so i got super lucky there um <laughs> uh, i think they call that what the texas heart shot right yeah, yeah. so i got super lucky uh, i was very very fortunate and then uh yeah that was that was that right and so the next day we went back out there and kyle was like all right see something bigger we'll go for it if not we'll hold off and we'll we'll see what happens and shoot man 45 minutes in our hunt again same thing i didn't think it was that long i think it was like 15 minutes of the second day and uh there's really nice three by three just bedded down and we just went right past him got out and walked back over and i couldn't i, I actually didn't see him kyle was the one that saw him and he just told me where he was so I walked back and I kind of cleared this brush and I'm like, looking, I'm not seeing him, not seeing him. And then I lock eyes with him and he's got me pinned, dude. And I'm like, all right. So he's bedded just frontal looking at me and I'm like, all right, I can wait for him to get up or I could just put it right on his throat patch, man. And I waited for about 10 seconds and settled in. I think it was like, 35 yards or something like that and just hammered him dude. smoked him dude and like shot he jumps up and there's blood bursting out of his chest and then hear him like 20 yards later just best sound in the world right and he just piled up right there 
That was two bucks in 48 hours, man. <laughs> and the second buck, though, he was he was a stud, man. That buck was, oh, it was like everything you can imagine for a second buck in 48 hours, right? And yeah. it's just like, kind of like Montana, right? Like, kind of same story, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was cool, man. It was unbelievable. And, you know, Kyle was a huge contributor to presenting that opportunity and giving me that opportunity to do that. And, uh, yeah, forever grateful for that, man. And that will be ingrained in my mind for a long time. Um, it's a know, good story, dude. Yeah. And just, you know, I, I mean, I was talking to one of my buddies, actually, who just moved out of state as well. And, um, you know, originally I started the podcast to network with people, right? And it was just to meet people like yourself, like Kyle, my new buddy Jonathan up here, and just and meet people and network and you know it's within the hunting space within the hunting space man and and i always tell people now it's like dude meet people as much as you can even if it's my wife gives me shit all the time and she's like you're going hunting with somebody i was like yeah where'd you meet him instagram like and she's like what i'm like you meet more people off of instagram than anything and it's like you know the social community man is it's awesome there's good and bad right just with everything you know you meet good people you meet bad people whatever but I'm a firm believer, man, if if you're willing to put yourself out there and meet people and good things come of it, man. And, uh, you know, there's there's great people out there, great people to mentor you. And, I mean, you mentored me in the beginning. Yeah. Um, you helped me out and introduced me to a whole new world that I didn't know existed, to be honest, and um, kind of fueled the drive there that was new for me, to be honest. And now it's like a full-blown addiction. Um well, full, you know, we'll jump forward. I mean, and and you have a great job inside the yeah. hunting space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, which no is, shit, right? Yeah, which is pretty epic. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that in itself is yeah, super awesome. I mean, and, yeah, and a great that, opportunity. And that opportunity presented itself because of the podcast, honestly, mm-hmm. and and getting so involved in the outdoor community, hunting community within California, within California, you know, and um, you know, just networking, man. I can't, I can't, like, people always ask how do you how do you get a job in the hunting industry and it's honestly networking man like you you meet people and don't ever burn any bridges and and keep relationships alive and just try to be the best person that you possibly can absolutely be. and people will see that within yeah. you you know people can um, can weed out really quick oh authenticity and and genuine yeah. and, and not yeah absolutely you know, and that's Real one quick. of the biggest things yeah especially when you get in the field with someone man yeah when you go hunting with someone it's uh you know you can usually tell within the first i don't know couple hours <laughs> if that relationship is going to live beyond that you know beyond that hunt yeah <laughs> beyond that day if you ever get a phone call back or call them but yeah dude it's uh tagging out two archery tags in california was you know long time coming just getting one archery buck was a long time coming, but being able to tag two bucks in California was, <laughs> was pretty pretty amazing. And, you know, you tell people you you did that in California, especially here. People are like, you went to California? Like, yeah. Like, underestimated. Almost underestimated. <laughs> Maybe not the underestimated state, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's like... <laughs> People don't even realize, dude, like some of the trolls that walk around there. And There's a lot of opportunity. The, the opportunity is insane. Like, you know, you talk about these hunts people put in for out of state and like how much they pay for them, how many points they save up. And like there's bucks 
of those caliber bucks like up in up in the high country out there that you can go after in california on an over-the-counter tag mm-hmm. like it's crazy man yeah um, like my dad shooting that four by yeah, five this yeah, year on yeah. a general tag absolutely you know it's there it's just how much work you want to put in for it and if you're you know, willing to yeah an opportunity man it's like you know from southern california it was tough getting to those places because there's a lot of time on the road and you're you're not presented with the same opportunities i'd say in certain areas although you know there are some great units there Uh, oh yeah there is um and i was just starting to tap into those units and i'm kind of bummed now that i left because i'm like man i wish i could get back out there like with what i understand and get to know the yeah unit better well i'm just like with what i know today yeah versus what i knew three years ago like if i could apply that knowledge now <laughs> uh, like the learning curve would be a lot quicker you know um so yeah it's it's uh california man is it's a untapped market right the but, evolution of a california hunter yeah yeah Putting my big boy britches on now. <laughs> You're out of control, man. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's been so cool to watch. And it's been so cool to witness and see, you know, and, and, and having gotten to know you for so long. Yeah. You know, over the years and really see the strides that you make. I appreciate it. You know, and the effort that you put into, you know, and, and coming up here and coming out of state and getting reimmersed into a whole new yeah. area <laughs> yeah. and and a, and a whole lot more opportunity. Yep. And you seized it. Yeah. And I think, you, and you dove into it. But that's the big thing is like a lot of people are afraid, you know. Um especially in new places and I, you know I'm, uh I didn't say coaching, but definitely trying to lend some advice to a buddy that's moved now and he's in a whole new location and it's a whole new place for him. And I'm just like, dude, you got to get out there. You got to network with people. Like if you're in a new area, man, get to know people. Like, you know, there's people that could cut your learning curve in half. If, if you just, you know, put yourself out there and, and that's not the, that's not what I'm trying to get at though. Like you shouldn't depend on other people, but if they're there and you can help them in certain ways and they can help you in certain ways, do it. Why wouldn't you? Right. Like, uh, well, but, that's almost the epitome of human, right? Yeah, psychology, human nature, human yeah. nature. Yeah, you know, is is I don't want to say tribal mentality, but all of us helping each other to exist and thrive in our own ways. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's uh, yeah, moving up here, man, is yeah, you know, going to new places and checking things out on your own. It's you know always. I don't say there's nerves that go with that stuff, but like you just got to go out there and dive in, man. And, you know, get kicked in your face. You get back up and you keep on fighting, man. Can't stay down. No, you can't. Nothing can hold you down. No. You got to be relentless. Yeah. And I had a few, I had a few moments like that this season up here and, uh, through bear season. Um, but you know, it, it didn't stop me. Um, you know, I had an awesome Turkey season up here first season. Um, Actually, when I moved up here, uh, I enjoy waterfowl hunting, man. I I enjoy hunting everything, anything. anything yeah. I, you see me on <laughs> online, like I'm fucking hunting, man. Like you can hunt it, you're gonna. Yeah, do it I'm after it, man. Sure. <laughs> um, so when I moved up here, I I knew that there was great waterfowl hunting, and a lot of guys at work are into waterfowl hunting. And 
I actually joined uh, Wilderness Unlimited, man, and I did it because I wanted to get out in the field and um, get a little bit more serious with waterfowl and uh, more than anything, get my son out. And I joined Wilderness Unlimited in uh, about, I think it was like December when I moved up here, and uh, that just opened up a lot of opportunities for just, I would say, for waterfowl hunting in general and um my son and I got out, shoot, man, almost every single weekend with the waterfowl hunting and putting in with the guys at work and got some amazing waterfowl hunts on public and on the Wilderness Unlimited stuff. But then when we got into turkey season, you know, on the Wilderness Unlimited sites that you, or on the property, they kind of tell you, like, what animals exist on the properties and, you know, what's been sighted, whatever. And so we have a property about... I don't know, hour away from here. And uh, Ellis and I went out there and, you know, we wanted to see if there was turkeys out there. And sure enough, there was. And we put in some time out there and come turkey season, shot a bird on opener, which was cool. And then uh, took one of my coworkers, Troy, out there. He shot a bird on opening weekend. And so turkey season was awesome, man. Had a great time out here with that. And uh, and then bear season came along and I, I pulled the biggest bonehead maneuver ever for bear season uh so busy with work and just life in general at that point just everything going on we're still getting settled and all that work is crazy trying to learn everything about knives and trying to figure out everything with my job and all that and i missed the application deadline for spring bear because i i just i it wasn't even a I, i guess from california there's no application deadline for bear it's otc you know and uh i totally blew it but i took the opportunity to go with troy and he had a tag and just tagged along to see new country and that's the other thing too man people got to realize man if you don't have a tag and you can go out in the woods and just help people it's you'll learn so much just from doing that seeing country and getting to experience different things and it's one of the reasons why i do it yeah right i mean yeah you're out there guiding on hunts that uh, who knows when you'll be able to go hunt sheep right and when that opportunity will present itself and when it does guess what you're gonna be ready for it um so that was really cool getting out there for spring bear on the coast (laughs) that was some wild terrain as i said before but uh then come fall bear i was super excited um out during turkey season we had seen some bears out in the property so i went back out there for fall bear and hit it pretty pretty hard man i was the property that i was hunting is only open two weeks for bear and then they shut it down for uh like two weeks prior to uh, archery elk season to kind of just let the property chill out which is awesome good i would say from a management standpoint it's a great idea because makes sense yeah right and so uh went out there and um shoot man i think it was second day out there spotted a really nice bear got in position and i it was one thing i'd always wanted to do and uh chavez and i were definitely like hitting it hard right before i had moved up we had trail cameras out on a pretty good bear picked out yeah we had some awesome bears picked out man and i had moved up like right as bear season started (laughs) i was just like oh man put in all that work and i didn't even get to do it but um i remember you yeah yeah i think you actually mentioned that to me yeah so that was kind of a bummer but then getting to come up here and just refocus on that and coming into fall bear i knew i had a priority set out that i was going to put some time in the woods and had two weeks to get it done and i was determined man it wasn't a hope i had an opportunity i was gonna get an opportunity and that was a mindset i think and that's a big thing just from a mental i think game of just like 
I'm going to get an opportunity. There's not any hoping in this. And <laughs> I put the work in, man. And I, you know, I had an opportunity second day and shot a bear, really nice bear, man. And hit him good. Thought he was down, man. Did a backflip, cartwheeled. And to say those suckers are tough is just a, another statement, right? Mm -hmm. But um, went across, you know, did the whole waiting game and sat down, calmed my nerves and listened and everything when it happened and heard him. I saw him bomb down the hill, took a second shot and missed him. It was, I mean, he was running like 30 miles down the hill, 30 miles an hour down the hill and didn't hit him again. But, uh, went over there looked for blood and you know when you look at these clear cuts and you start looking over there it looks open like it looks like you'll walk over there and you'll just be like yeah no problem i'll find blood it'll be a piece of cake and then you get over there and you're in like blackberry bushes and like three feet tall like dead grass and you think it would be easy to find blood there and you would be able to see where he flipped over and make an imprint in the ground or something and i got over there and there was nothing man it was it was wild i it was that was pretty tough man i you mentally. know mentally yeah mentally because i don't like shooting things shoot things and you know it was like yeah i want to recover the animals that i shoot and i want to pay respect to the animals it's just something every hunter should do right mm -hmm. and uh yeah, I put some work in, tried to find that bear, searched for, I don't know, five hours or so. Never found an ounce of blood, and I went down to where I thought maybe he went, and it was just got cliffed out, and it was just the deepest, nastiest stuff. And Troy actually had a similar experience a couple times this season and uh, wasn't able to find his bears either. But, yeah, I wasn't able to find that bear. And that beat me up for a day or so, but I went right back out there and uh, didn't slow me down. and. Um, shit, man. I think it was like three days later, just same thing, just sitting down, glassing, glassing, and coming across another opportunity. Got another opportunity. I hate to say it, but happened again, man. Um, it was something that, uh, oh, Siri's talking to me. Happy New Year, it says. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it happened again, dude. It was a shame, man. It, it really sucked. Um, kicked my ass, but you know talk to a lot of people talk to different people about you know their their experiences out there and shot placements and things you do different and it's all learning experiences um but yeah it's just it was tough it was freaking tough man <laughs> i'd never lost an animal i think maybe i lost a pig once in texas but you know you think pigs are such a nuisance out there that it's just like not a thing there you There's know no big prize there yeah and so uh those are like the first two animals i'd literally lost and that that hit home um but uh yeah i put that down and picked the bow back up and leading into archery elk season i knew i needed to get ready and we'd been putting a ton of work into archery elk and cameras and everything and and that was you and the guys with kong valley yeah so back to networking <laughs> <laughs> um you know i met jonathan via instagram uh jay met uh jonathan alexander uh i met him through instagram over a year ago uh through legion and just congratulated him on his bull and seen what they were doing and all that i think we kind of met when we actually did that podcast with sage actually mm -hmm. and uh just connection i had always kept alive and everything and i knew i was moving up here and just kind of chatting with him here and there just you know asking for just any like tips 
where to look what to look for up here and just different country and all that and uh when i first moved up here i was just looking to get out there and just explore some stuff and i was like hey man i'm gonna go coyote hunting like is there any places you'd recommend and he sent me a spot he's like yeah go up here man check it out it's public land like you know go cruise around he's like but when you're up there man just pay attention because there's elk beds and all sorts of stuff out there so i went up there check that out um it was cool little place definitely introduced me to the cascades and what the cascades exist of (laughs) and uh, and that's fairly low success yeah it's like shit man i think he was telling me i actually looked today like 54 people tagged out there in that unit this year or last year um so pretty low success um it's tough hunting man it's it's extremely tough hunting um it's a lot of still hunting a lot of calling um especially when it comes to elk they're micro herds so you don't get these giant herds you get a rocky mountain bulls you know you get like a herd of you know 40 60 hundreds of elk you know running around they're like you'll get like three cows and a couple bulls you know and they they're in spots and they move and you may not see them again you might see them again but i mean leading up to hunting season i started talking to jonathan more and more and uh told him like i was pretty serious about getting on a bull and you know if you ever had any opportunities of going out and needing help putting cameras out whatever man just let me know and um he gave me a ring one day and he was like are you serious about this and i was like oh well, i'm dead serious man <laughs> he didn't know what he was getting yeah. into. <laughs> and so uh i went out with him and shoot man seven months before season we were putting cameras out and checking areas and he was showing me things that you know he would see and things that i wouldn't have picked up on honestly and um unless i'd been with somebody that had known the area and known what to look for out there because like you know you go out to montana idaho colorado and you know you go to look at a game trail that elk have moved through and it's like a hiking trail right it's been beaten (laughs) down just like it's like a freaking freight train had gone through there here it's there's so much vegetation that you don't really you're not seeing that like you're not seeing these beat down trails and if you do it's cows moving through and the bulls are moving through in different areas and um sounds like a nightmare it's 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 rewarding i'll put it that way man when it all comes together but he kept telling me man he's like just trust me man he's like you gotta trust me here and like i where we hunted this season i didn't see one elk scouting <laughs> saw some camera pictures you know trail cam photos of elk but never saw an actual elk in person until opening morning um but yeah he just kept telling me trust trust me man trust me trust me he's like i he's like we'll we'll get into him like we'll get an opportunity you just got to be ready for it and i put full trust in him and we put in the work and come opening morning man oh actually so kind of backing up like leading up to the hunt um they're all timber properties right out there and it's they're public entry timber properties walk-in only and uh there's a lot of you know fire danger out here given what's going on today right and the whole state seems like it's on fire with the wind but a lot of these places will just shut down like and you don't know and so like sometimes these places will shut down the day before the hunt so like monday we went out there i think wednesday we went out there friday night we went back out there and we just you know making sure it was open and our place was good to go and 
it's like split between blm and timber so it's like you can stay in blm but where it gets good is in the timber where they're doing reprod and cutting and all that um so yeah we did all that and made sure it was open and then uh shoot opening morning comes along and plan was to meet uh at the area we were hiking in at like 5 a.m an hour and a half before sunrise and just kind of make sure we get the spot locked down and everything and he calls me and he's like are you here and i was like no i'm not here or there and i was like you know i'm, I'm still like 15 minutes out he's like dude there's a car at like the gate area and i was like no way dude and uh he you know he's done a lot of research and hunted in this area he's killed two bulls out of this area before already he knows the wind he's got the wind dialed where to go in and all this stuff so and talk about cutting that learning curve again and it's like you know this guy whoever he was was up at the gate but where he was going in the wind was ter like on the road it seems great but once you get in there it's terrible um so we were kind of like man this guy's gonna blow the spot out dude and so we you know we're just like all right let's you know keep it as planned and dive in there shoot man it was 623 was uh sunrise so i think we started walking in at 615 and you kind of got to wait till ambient light hits because it's so you know it's so thick in there that, like it might be light out on the main road but when you get in that timber it's still dark and so we get in there and it's we're just kind of creeping through and you know you're not trying to be quiet because you're hunting elk so you're just crunching and smashing and cow calling as you're walking and we get to the uh kind of the edge where this uh clear cut is and there's a wallow that we've been watching and everything and shoot man it got wild quick it was like <laughs> chaos dude i mean it's 623 with sun up and we were cruising through the woods and this bull stands up out of a wallow and it's just like looking at us and uh jonathan's got eyes on it first and he's like waving at me he's like there's a bull right here, a bull right here. And i was like oh shit so i like kind of try to get over i try to move to the position without trying to give away you know that we're not elk and move over and then as soon as i move over he kind of goes back to where i was and he starts moving out to the clear cut and uh jonathan said you know this was leading up to it he's like man he's like if i tell you to be aggressive be aggressive and i have no problem being aggressive <laughs> and i think just you know i think an advantage that i had was kind of going on those deer hunts in california early season hunts and kind of just like getting you know all that racket out there tiny dog right tiny dog, tiny um, dog. getting you know just getting all the jitters out you know getting two bucks down and just getting some practice in with that and like real life practice and uh you know i got aggressive moved in position and had an opportunity man and i was not gonna let it go by um you know, the grass was super tall i'm trying to range 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 couldn't get a range the range finder was like almost too good to pick up like a blade of grass and i was like shit man and like three days before that i was shooting troy shooting with troy we were shooting a broadhead range and or like a you know a 3d silhouette range and i was like man you know one thing i like really need to practice on is just like guessing ranges and getting good at like being able to knowing it know that and it's not something i practice a lot of yeah but i feel like 
you know i shoot the same 3d range all the time so i kind of can gauge those distances because i kind of have a good feeling of like where all the yardages are and all that and still use my range finder every time but i kind of get that good visualization of the yardages and all that and kind of took a guess man and i i guessed 45 and i shot under him dude and i was like oh no dude i was like there goes my opportunity and then he starts like trotting off and jonathan throws out a nervous grunt and just stops him dude and he just stops dead in his tracks and he's just like looking at the tree line like what was that where did that come from and i tried ranging him again i like hurried up to get the shot and i was like all right slow down he stopped he's not moving tried range 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 same shit and i was like fuck man i was like 55 yards and i drew back he hadn't moved let her rip potato chip and i heard it hit like it sounded like it hit but it also sounded like it went through weeds because that grass was so tall so i thought i was like unsure man i was like man it sounded like a hit but i don't know but the way he ran off he sounded like injured he just hard hit took off and so i was like okay calm down like let's see what happens so we see a bull go up and over the clear cut down into the back he stops at the top but he looked kind of like just out of it he didn't look it look healthy anyways and so we saw that bull go but i didn't think it was even that bull that i shot because there was another bull that was with him and the other bull took off and beelined to the left and i thought that was the bull that had ran off to the left because they were pretty close together and so i don't know half hour goes by kind of same thing we're just waiting jonathan i think fell over backwards in a blackberry bush and he's like trying to get out of the blackberry bush and i was like shut up just stay there <laughs> he's calling out of the blackberry bush and he's like just getting poked to shit and he, <laughs> um so anyway so he finally <laughs> yeah he was super stoked and so uh yeah we finally get up and we chill out we're calm and everything and we're trying to just piece everything together and so we uh we go up there and we start looking for blood and we didn't see any blood and so i walked back to where i shot and i had him stand kind of where i thought the bull was and ranged him and he was at 55 yards and i was like all right we're in business like yardage was right and so we split up in two groups to start looking for like initial blood sign and i mean we split up and like two seconds later uh this guy joe was with us was like blood and so we went over looked down there's blood everywhere man i mean he's just squirting blood and um the you know weeds were just red painted red so we followed that for i don't know 100 yards and uh there was good blood really good blood um and we kind of just like hung back there for a second and they thought they had heard some elk in uh, the timber to the right and so they went over there and called didn't get anything came back and we just kind of hung out for a little bit and then uh off we went and shoot man like three quarters of a mile just steady blood steady blood steady blood i passed over in this creek bed and i uh, dropped down and um he led us right to his bed man and we basically started getting better blood better blood like actually getting like puddles and puddles and then it was like like one after another after another after another and then we got into this bedding area and there he was man piled up dude it was 
one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. I mean, you know how bad I've wanted to shoot a bull and just yeah. like experience that and to be able to do it with my bow, man, on public. Like that was that was <laughs> insane, dude. I just I couldn't believe it, man. Um, ended up, uh, you know, he was broadside when I shot, but he must have moved right as I shot. He must have like turned a little bit. And the arrow actually buried right in his, like, side of his neck and just angled right through. And uh, it must have deflected off of something. Because when we found it, the and it might have been from him. He had stopped at one point and rolled around with the arrow in him because the arrow was still in him when we found him. And the broadhead had, had kind of, like, buried into the bottom of his spine. And, uh, but yeah, man, it was blood. Good blood everywhere. Just three quarters of a mile like this is a dream come true right like <laughs> you got blood all the way there wasn't like a point where i was like oh man like you I, lost the blood we lost the blood you know it sounds now, like it'd be hard to follow tracks in that yeah there's no i mean it, we saw some tracks here and there like it's a newer cut but yeah it's it's tough yeah so man what an experience dude like that was uh that was something else man it was one for the books rosy yeah it's so it's a, a cascade bull so it's like they, it's like a you know like a bench uh bench leg buck you know really yeah so it's like uh it's a cross between rosie and rockies but he was pretty rosie-esque you know he's mm -hmm. east of the i-5 kind of same thing as blacktail right yeah. so um but yeah he's he's definitely on more of i would say more rosy side of things but yeah, that was cool, man. They're big sons of bitches, dude. Those rosies are Their big. bodies are oh, the biggest. Geez, they're huge. And, like, the buck or the bull I shot was, he's a 5x5. Five five. Um, so he was younger. He wasn't, like, a super mature bull by any means. But body-wise, I mean, he was, he's big. I mean, he was, uh, shoot, man, I think weighed out at, like, 230 pounds um, of meat. That's When epic. I dropped him off. So, yeah, he's awesome bull man awesome first bull yeah i was i was willing to shoot anything dude <laughs> if a spike came out he was going down kind of deal you know yeah. um I, I wasn't holding back and like honestly like i'd shoot another cow man honestly like i love the meat horns are cool but it's about the meat and you know we eat elk year round here i mean uh it's, we just had elk tenderloin, just had tonight. tenderloin from montana yeah so yeah it's cool man getting to getting to do it on that bull was pretty epic and then saturday we went back out there and we pulled a couple more cameras and it was really cool because uh i got to see the bull i shot with the other bull that was with him fighting on camera at the no other, way. yeah when we pulled the camera so that was cool and then uh the morning before we were in there a six by six showed himself on camera so there's another bull roaming in there that's got a got a target on his back it's got jonathan's name yeah on. yeah we're gonna find him for him but for um, sure yeah man epic uh epic start to oregon <laughs> it's been uh yeah not eight. a bad start to the 2020 season you haven't picked Dude. up a rifle yet yeah i haven't even picked up a rifle yet i have better luck with my bow than i do <laughs> rifles <stand. laughs> um but uh yeah man uh for being here for a year and just you know getting out in the field and putting boots to the ground and meeting people and everything it's oregon's treated me pretty well so far and just 2020 in general right i mean two bucks on the ground and a bull so cannot beat that not at all no and it's like the beginning of hunting season too and you still have quite a season ahead of you <laughs> yeah yeah right. yeah i've got some cool hunts coming up that i'm really excited about um 
get to hunt with uh, my buddy Matt in Idaho. Oh, Cujo. Um, and then uh, get to go to Idaho. Going to hunt general uh, rifle there. And then I'm um, going out to Colorado to hunt with Jeff Chavez. So should be awesome, man. Have yeah. some great opportunities this year. Can't beat that. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. No, no. It's going to be a ride, dude. Right. It's already been a ride. <laughs> so we'll change gears a little yeah. bit. And we'll go back to last year. Yeah. So for you, what was it like walking away from the podcast? Well, I mean, because it's something that you and I both yeah. put a ton of fucking energy into. Yeah. It. And obviously you, years longer of just legion and yeah. the mentality and ideology behind it. It was tough, man. It was really difficult, honestly. Um, the only thing that I would say made it, I want to say easier, but an easier pill to swallow mm -hmm. walking away from it was going in a direction that I wanted to go and I've been trying to go for years, right? And I had been in the footwear industry and the action sports and I was just so burnt out on that stuff and just the whole freaking skate world and you know skate fashion street fashion shit i was just so over it man i was just wanted out so bad and i've been trying to get a job and whether it was the outdoor industry hunting industry something man i was trying change really, of pace yeah change of pace and it was really difficult man i had applied for hundreds of jobs over the years and you know nothing had ever came of anything and uh i lost my job at dc and uh when I lost that job, it kind of like freaking just, you know, it was, you know, pedal to the metal, dude, of just trying to figure something out and, and, and putting myself in a place I wanted to be and not just a, a another job. And an opportunity came around and uh, Benjamin Knives had an opportunity as a product manager. I didn't know what it was for at first and I'd applied for it and I talked to the hiring manager at the time and uh it was ended up being for their hunt category and their edc category and so everyday carry knives and uh their outdoor knives as well and then hunt category and i was like no way you guys you guys have a position open it's for hunt like i was like man that's right up my alley little you know i was working with jeff over at silverware a little bit and helping him out as much as i could and unfortunately things didn't work out for us there and um, i really wanted to work for him but just you know he's super small business and just wasn't the right right, right time for that and uh i wish it would have worked out but um things worked out for the best here but you know i got that opportunity and um unfortunately you know having a public voice was a little concerning and so we talked about it and, you know, they had felt that it was best for me to part ways from the podcast and, you know, with the opportunity at hand and going into the industry and all that and something that I really had my eyes set on and uh, just new opportunities moving out of the state was another thing that was a big thing for me, uh, getting out of California and getting into a place where there was opportunity to hunt and all that um it's more not time just, in the field yeah and it wasn't just about me either um you know my wife's also in the footwear industry as well and you know oregon especially portland being just a powerhouse for the footwear industry and big brands like nike adidas and um under armor and all that up here and so i mean it shoot man it honestly worked out amazing for us like when we were house hunting 
she ended up finding a job at Nike and uh, she got a temp job there and then turned it into a full-time job. And so I think from that sense, you know, it worked out great, but yeah, I mean, backing up to the original question, it wasn't easy, you know, it had to be the, for the right opportunity. And it was honestly at the time. Um, but yeah, I miss it, man. And we've been talking about it and like, I miss podcasts and I miss, I miss that type of interaction with people and talking hunting and, um, honestly, when I walked away from it, I walked away from it altogether. Like I walked away from listening to podcasts, talking about podcasts. It just wasn't anything in my mind at the time. Cause I honestly, it was a new job, new place. Everything, everything was a new, whole new life and it, yeah, a whole new life. And my career took a totally different path from like knowing a little bit about knives to needing to be a complete expert in knives. And, uh, just really having to dive into that and i mean that was like i mean it's been a year and you know obviously still learning and all that but the amount of time that i've had to put towards that alone of you know being the master of my craft of a whole new type of product has taken up a lot of my time and um honestly like moving up here i i don't know how much i would have been able to help you uh, even with that you know mm -hmm. even if i was able to stay you would have been like dude what the fuck <laughs> like i need your help so i think in that sense you know and I, I mean dude you were doing such a great job with it already and you had lost your job as well and mm -hmm. kind of put it's funny we both lost each other right. a couple months of each other and probably because of the podcast <laughs> um, i know mine brought that up at my termination mine definitely was <laughs> um uh yeah so yeah it's you know your passion both of our passion in the hunting industry and just hunting in general not even the industry because it wasn't about that it was just about sharing stories and Networking talking and stories yeah man and talking to regular people that mm -hmm. are out there grinding and killing shit you know it wasn't about talking to the biggest names in the industry it was sharing the local guys story yeah. and uh i feel like we we're like one of the first podcast doing that um if not the first i mean i'll go ahead and say we're yeah. the first yeah yeah absolutely it was yeah. it was kind of a new it was a new way of podcasting in the hunting community because everything was focused on like talking to the biggest names out there mm -hmm. how do we get you know this name that name and keep hammering i mean you know yeah. stuff like that you know for sure <laughs> if cam haynes listens to this podcast that's awesome no offense man but uh <laughs> he ain't listening <laughs> um yeah man it was uh yeah was, i i felt like the time was right for you too because you were i think getting really serious about this and kind of like going into the like you were already doing guiding like you were guiding already locally but then it kind of like catapulted you and put you in a really good place i feel like and yeah. um with you know everything that went on with it it just I, I felt like it was right to pass pass the torch to you man and i think it's worked out pretty damn well for you so well far. hopefully i'm doing you justice on yeah absolutely you know? that's what I just started now as the founding father of no founding father <laughs> everybody what do they say the voice the voice um but uh yeah man i think you know going back to the beginning 160 episodes now like mm -hmm. you've carried that torch you've made me proud i've been no. working on it man no nah, man you've done epic dude it's uh, been crazy it's, and then it's been a steep learning curve you know yeah you got thrown right into it yeah 
You had no choice. Yeah, Sink I mean, or swim. You, when you called me and you were like, hey, dude, I, I got to walk away from the podcast. I was like now at Total Archery Challenge yeah. with Yeti. Yeah. Cooking a deer leg. And yeah. I was just kind of like, the fuck am I going to do with this? It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, dude. but you did fine, man. It's, yeah. You know, it's determination, man. And you're determined, dude. I mean, yeah. look at what you just launched, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, talk about years of slow, gradual yeah. grinding and figuring it out and trying to understand what the flip flop is yeah. and how Mastering to bring it, the craft dude. and how to bring it to yeah. every hunter across the United States of America, not just Western hunters. I mean, think about it. Like if we go back three years ago when I first met you, I think it was like three, maybe four years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. How many flip flops were you doing a year? Six, seven. How many are you doing now? Oh, I don't know. Like this year, I think, I, I, I couldn't tell you how many. Every time I see year. you, you're doing a flip-flop somewhere else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's been... And it's, I mean, it's opened up that opportunity for you. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I know you texted me this year when you, like, sold your first photos and, like, all that shit. Yeah. Like, just, it's, I'm proud. Like, like it's <laughs> awesome. Like, I'm proud of you, dude. Yeah. Like, it's cool to see you grow as an individual and, like, I listened to your podcast with Brendan Burns the other day, and I, I think I texted you after. I was like, dude, that was an epic podcast, man. Yeah. I was like, you definitely got more professional with things, too. I mean, you still have your other side. Yeah, of for like sure. fun, you know, like Crazy zero fucks shit. given. But, like, <laughs> you have to, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to have both. Like, you have to be able to turn the switch on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, it's cool, man. It's, it's awesome seeing you grow with it, and not just the podcast, but what you're doing outside the podcast. Yeah, well, you know, selling that that the one specific photo that yeah. you're mentioning like that was to be approached and I, I don't know if I can even say what I was approached yeah. about no, yet because yeah. it's not published yeah. but to be approached about that yeah have that opportunity and and you know possible more opportunities within that collection that's coming out is but then back up right and when like you were always interested in photography it was something you had done yeah. in the past but like remember when you bought your first new camera like oh yeah the when i graduated yeah when like, i graduated out of uh, yeah uh what do you call it uh film oh yeah I stopped, yeah yeah i stopped shooting mil. film yeah. for a long yeah. time i mean i yep. remember when i did that podcast with paul bride yeah yeah and you were like dude you were nuts yeah. on that podcast yeah like, i did i you had always talked about it but yeah. i didn't know if you're like people like say they take pictures and they're like oh yeah my iphone photos you know like yeah and you can talk the talk walk the walk with them and it's like rubber meets the road and you see photographs it's you know your work speaks for itself right mm-hmm. and uh see i mean i appreciate dude, that growing from compliment uh, growing from that like getting your first camera <laughs> again and the last year going with dallas and going BC out to was bc nuts, and like doing all that dude like and all hunts with kika yeah like nine sheep hunts and nine dead sheep last year yeah that and was, that was and that was a huge goal of yours to be a part of of one sheep hunt one sheep hunt yeah i mean nine if you dial back earlier in that year there was a podcast i did with mike harrison mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. mike and i were talking about it yeah i remember that you know and just talking about why i wanted to get into sheep hunting yep. and my passion for it and my love for it and uh to go f- from that you know inside of eight months in bc on a horseback 
sheep hunt is just wild dude. yeah yeah <laughs> so wild yeah man it's it's cool it's cool to witness on the other side now yeah. um having zero affiliation anymore <laughs> and just getting to see it you know um like what the fuck is this guy doing no, it's, now it's awesome that's dude. one thing i've cut out though i've cut out a lot of constant showing people what i'm doing yeah. and then it just kind of makes its way out there it makes its way yeah. out there yeah and i don't know why i just i do know why i i think i got sick of people seeing good ideas and yeah. then taking, taking it for themselves yeah, yeah. that's the way of the world that's, these days yeah it is yeah it's how's quite, it been for you uh, it's hopefully been, this doesn't sound like we're just jerking each other no. off on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> fuck them, dude. uh it's been good man it's been good dude uh yeah like i you know a year ago you, you know you called me and yeah. you said hey you know we're done that was the same i almost even want to say that was the same night and uh sam soho mm-hmm. was like if the flip-flop guy is not taken as an instagram account name you need to take need to that take right now. now yeah right now and i that night i went on there and took that instagram account it was actually a ghost instagram account oh, really? where i would send memes out oh. from so when i opened it up not too long ago and yeah it was messaging with an instagram account i saw a plethora of memes that i had sent to them and i was like oh shit i could only imagine yeah it was bad yeah uh no it wasn't it was great but totally was exposed from yeah, that one yeah, yeah but um yeah man it was crazy because i i mean that happened i went back to california and i mean i'd been working on the flip-flop stuff yeah. for a while and was continuing to work on that and then it was like all right cool i really got to focus on the podcast and a lot more with the podcast a lot more and what i'm doing with yeah. it you know um i think the biggest thing for me is integrating I just never know what to post Yeah. on the Legion account. So yeah. I never post anything on it other than <laughs> here's a podcast episode, you know? And, uh, you know, dove into Tule Elk, Three Desert Sheep and the Whites. Um, came out of the Whites, went and killed that 26-inch fork and horn. Yeah. Came out of there and went into... BC mm-hmm. for the 22 day trip and then came out of there came home geared up went out no right before the BC trip I went out and we smoked that monster with Brett Sang mm-hmm. that 228 inch non-typical yep. stag that yeah. he shot uh, came out of BC went on my own deer hunt in Utah yep. landed in Utah two days before the season started Missed a monster three by three, yeah. which I think I talked yeah, to you about yeah. while I was, I was on, on the mountain. I was on the way to Colorado, I think, at that time. You were driving. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. And then I was talking to you and I was like, oh shit, I think I found a buck. Yeah. I gotta call I gotta you gotta back. Go. And then <laughs> I, went and, I went and killed that <laughs> yeah. buck that yeah. night. And then left there, went to Montana and killed that four by five that got stolen yeah. in <sighs> sheep camp. And it was last year was insane. Yeah. You know, but I had plenty of attacks. Freaking blur. For sure, it was a blur. This year was going to be as much of a blur, yeah. but like everything that's going on. Yeah, I mean, I had fifty-six days canceled. You know, sixteen days in the whites, forty days in BC. All yeah. that was canceled. Um, then I had um, 
a mule deer hunt that I was going to go yeah. on in Utah that got canceled because the antler growth wasn't yeah. that good this year. Another Nevada hunt got canceled. I was on a really awesome Nevada hunt this year uh, with Cat and a couple other guys, and we were chasing, you know, what was estimated to be a 205-inch typical mule deer. Mm. Total monster. Um, I saw my first – no, it wasn't my first buck with cheaters because Sang's buck, yeah. but – you know, saw another awesome, you know, nice buck with yeah. cheaters and the whole deal. And now it's it's crazy with everything being canceled yeah. because it's giving me so much more effort that's, and energy and yeah. time to put into the flip-flop sauce it, and the flip-flop guy. Do you think that's kind of like a blessing in disguise? It is, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, now you get to focus on you. Well, for example, I would be gone right now yeah. in BC. Yeah. And not working on my brand and launching my brand. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have left for BC last week. And I'm, I mean, my website will launch this week. Yeah. Pre-orders will be Pre going out all the way until October 5th. Um, and I wouldn't be working on any of that. Yeah, right. You wouldn't be able to focus on that. I wouldn't even be, be thinking about it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, things happen for a reason, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it's been an undertaking yeah you know taking over the podcast figuring out oh, what yeah. direction it goes and you know all that kind of stuff um i mean when you left you know i changed i changed the name sort yeah. of yeah i took the ost off yeah. of it and made it diy yeah um which was just more in the lines of like legion it ost was your sense. baby yeah. and oh it totally made sense there DIY. was no tactical yeah right <laughs> we weren't really talking about survival <laughs> you know we were definitely talking about the outdoors mm -hmm. um, and i just felt like diy was so much more the caliber and speed of everything that i do and, yeah because uh, every i don't want to say i've done everything to get to this point in my life myself i mean there's been an immense amount of help from other people but at the end of the day, it's because I don't give up. I'm yeah. relentless. I don't stop. I don't quit. Yeah. You know, never fucking settle, man. Just keep going. Yeah. Keep going. So it's it's been a grinder, dude. Yeah. It's been a grinder, life, but a great though, right? one though. Yeah. You know. So what did you what would you uh chop up this past year, right? So it's funny. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go one place first and then I've got a follow up question. So I'm ready. All right. So out of this year, like, what would you say, like, your number one lesson that you've learned from, you know, taking over the podcast, guiding everything, and, you know, getting to the point where you're at today? Like, what would you think out of everything, like, biggest lesson? Don't give up. Yeah. Never give up. Never give up. Yep. Never quit. No weak shit. No weak shit, man. Yeah. You got to keep going, man. There's... There's been so many points in my life where I've just been like, man. Yeah. You've had a, you've had a tough go at it. I've, but I've got a, like, yeah. you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Yeah. You know? And then just like, all right, cool. And those are the grindstone. Keep going. Just yeah. don't question it. Yeah. You know, just full force. Keep going. And living in that ideology of never quit, never yeah. settle. You know, stay the course. Yeah. You know, I'm going to throw out a million one-liners from... Yeah. These companies that I've learned to love and follow on Instagram, um, 
because the ideology behind the statements that they're putting out there are so true. Yep. And they're so on point. How many times has someone been so close to something and walked away and then never saw the other side of your dream coming to fruition? Yeah. And a really good example, a buck that we were blood trailing just a few weeks ago. Everything's gone. You know, the whole deal, we were 38 yards from it and didn't see it and went in a different direction and came back to that point. And it was 38 yards from where we yeah. were an hour and a half ago. Yeah. You know, and it, and if we had quit. And had never seen that buck. We never would have seen that buck that yeah. was right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. And it's and it's that simple. It's that simple. It's just, I just can't give up. Yeah, I think it comes to just, like, the mental game. And, you know, I think hunting kind of prepares you for that. And I would say a life sense, to be honest, man. Of just being like that mental toughness, you know. Um, oh, he double dip. Was that triple dip? There's still one in there. Holy shit! That's four. It happens, dude. Wow, that's like a twelve power. Yeah. Um, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think you know hunting. I feel like prepares you that it prepares you for that in life of. Well, it's just a mental conditioning, mental, mental toughness. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I dude, I, it goes through my head sometimes, and I'm just like, you know, I look at shit, and I'm just like, these days, like, Saturday, for instance, we were, we were 200 yards away from a cut road, okay? And it was so thick and so nasty, and we, I was like, dude, we're at, we were 200 yards away, and we got to 100 yards away, and it was like 220 feet away. And I was like, dude, it's just right there. Like, we just got to go. Like, we are not going back the way we came. We are going through this shit. And it was, like, starting to get bad. Little did I know the last, like, 100 feet was going to take us 45 minutes of, like, crawling through just the nastiest thick of shit. But it was like, I remember looking at it, and my brain was telling me, go back. (laughs) And I was just like, no, just suck it up and fucking go through it. Because it'll be over and however long it is. And, you know, that's just one instance of, like, just a recent, you know, event. But it's just, like, how many times are you just, like, beat up, you're beat down, you know, drug through the dirt. And you're like, fuck, man, really? I got to do this? And yeah. then you're just like, no, yeah, you do have to do it. Because there's only one September every year. There's only one October every year. And, you know, you, tomorrow you may not have that opportunity and uh just pushing through and grinding dude it was like the cow that i killed last year in montana and when i packed that cow out yeah super fortunate that 80 pounds of it i got to hang off my pack and drag through the (laughs) snow because there was deep enough snow yeah but it was you know it was like i gotta pack this whole thing off and i'm not coming back i'm not coming back again man (laughs) you know and it's all downhill it's five miles down you've done that hike with me yeah 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 you know and you know powered through it and yeah got down and out but i mean damn do you know how many times i was just like man i can't do this it's, i mean yeah it's there's so many times that go through your head and you're just like nope yeah do it man there's yeah. only there's only this time now and you're in the moment and you just got to power through and i know a lot of people that just throw in the towel man and uh but yeah it's just gotta fucking power through it mentally you know, a good a good a good example is coming up here. Yeah, powering through it. Yeah, 
And now you're looking at one of the best seasons of your life. Yeah. The best season yeah, of your life. Yeah, the best season of my life. And it's only going to get better. And it's just started. Yeah. I actually, uh, <laughs> uh, that dude, Joel Turner, uh, from Shot IQ or whatever his deal is. I've never really followed him. I've listened to a few podcasts from him. And um, he posted something the other day, and it was uh, about hope. And uh, it's something I, you always hear people that say, I hope I can kill a bull. I hope I kill an elk this year. I hope I kill a big mule deer. And uh, anyways, his whole deal was, uh, you know, he goes into like controlling the shot or whatever. But the end of the post, this caption was, hope is for the weather. Determination is for hunting. And you have to be determined when you go out there. And I, I it applies for everything in life, you know, and it's like not to be you know quoting people or whatever but it kind of like i was like man that's actually pretty cool man hope is for the weather i'm not hoping i'm gonna kill something every time now i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna be determined i am gonna kill something whether that be a 200 inch buck or a forking horn i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna kill hey something. man i shot a nice little forky this year <laughs> yeah hey man you know <laughs> little buck contest yeah right <laughs> um but yeah all right so lessons learned all right so now I have this question for you because you've been fucking on the road like a madman, like <laughs> guiding. You took us through all that, but like, what about like, I, you know, sometimes like it was funny because Aaron posted that uh, those photos, those this photos, yeah, yeah, from a couple years ago, and it's funny because dude, you forget about a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And uh, was it like this last season? Was it just a complete blur for you? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, when people bring up those moments, you're like, oh, man, like, dude, I remember that grind or I remember that. And, like, those memories are ingrained in you. But, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I get stuck in, like, not complacency of, like, not thinking about that stuff. But then, like, something will happen. And, like, Aaron posted that thing today. And I was like, oh, yeah, remember the duck you saved and you carried <laughs> in the back of the truck? <laughs> I was dying over that, yeah. dude. But it's just, like, things like that, man. Like, I i gotta imagine your season was a blur dude yeah it was an insane blur yeah um, just because it was so non-stop one thing to the next mm -hmm. get a three-day break to go yeah. home and kind of like decompress yeah and while i'm decompressing it's wash all my laundry pack all my laundry <laughs> yeah. back up repack the truck get back on the road you know and uh, the amount of the limited amount of time that i'd get to spend with my family or you know all the extra sacrifice that goes into living the lifestyle that yeah. I have, you know, which is a ton of sacrifice on one hand, it's great and it's wonderful and it's yeah. so much fun. But on the other hand, there is so much sacrifice yeah. when you're living in your truck. People and don't realize that, man. People don't see that part. No. And I mean, I don't post it because I don't think, yeah. I don't think much yeah. about it because it's just what I'm accustomed well, to and yeah. how I live. But, um, it definitely was a 100% whirlwind and, when people are like, oh, yeah, tell me about the sheep capture or, yeah. you know, tell me about this or tell me about that and all these different events. And, I mean, the people that I've gotten to meet yeah. in the last year uh, that are some of the most genuine, amazing people. And, and I did a podcast with a fellow named Willie, mm -hmm. and I think it came out just recently. Mm -hmm. And... uh I'm one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. Talk about 
100% genuine, authentic, real, um, unconditional love with his family and his wife and his kids, uh, passion and love for the outdoors. Yeah. He lives a life of gratitude, you know, and, and getting to meet people like that and getting to have those people in my life is life changing. Yeah. Because when I get into my bad spots, I know that I can think about these people those. or talk to these people yeah. and um, not necessarily they'll pull me out of a rut because I wouldn't say they, they get into a rut, yeah. but knowing that, you know, because I don't make a whole lot of money doing everything yeah. I'm doing at all. Well, like You don't? No, I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. Everybody's, that's just like. I thought you were rich, Andy. Yeah, everybody thinks that. <laughs> You know, and, and the wealth that I gain from the friendships that I've made through networking. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, predominantly what this podcast could be summed up to being yeah. about is networking yeah. in the hunting industry and within the outdoors community are, uh, they're worth the lack of monetary income. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know? things you can't replace I mean, yeah 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 it's pretty wild man it's uh you know the world we live in today and like you think about god man look at the hunting industry let's say 30 years not even the industry just community like 30 years ago and it was rotary telephones or something you know <laughs> you, were, you yeah. weren't connecting with people out of state or, or across the country or across the world and mm -hmm. There's so much that we're learning today because of podcasts and social media. And yeah. yeah, you got to weed through all the negative BS, but there's so much positive that comes from it. It's crazy, man. It really is, you know, and, and also, you know, I mean, you look at the world we live in today and it's full of hate and yeah. it's full of anger and um, distortion, Yeah, I guess would be one of the best ways to put it. We live in this distorted reality. And the only way for me to get away from all of it is the outdoors. Outdoors, hunting. You know, that's the only thing that I've found is actually yeah. food for my soul that yeah. fucking cures me on a daily basis. Yeah, it's there's lessons that you can learn outside that you will never experience in a normal life in the city or doing the normal grind man yeah it's it prepares you for a lot of stuff that people don't realize i had that conversation with jeff javis uh anaya just passed her hunter education course and we were talking about it and he i think he was talking about like there was a couple people being negative about it and like he was forcing her to do it and he didn't force her to do it she wanted to do it and yeah. she's you know jeff's a single dad and she goes out with him all over the place, man. They go out to Arizona and like she gets to be a part of it. Like when we'd go set bear cam, she'd always go with us. She'd bring a recurve bow and we would always take time to shoot, whatever. And same thing with my son. And, um, you know, we were talking about it and I was like, dude, like the lessons that she will learn outside hunting with you, or hunting or not, just being outside in general. Like, and the lessons she'll learn by herself yeah, in the field. Like you can't you can't teach that stuff like it just it makes you as a person grow and you i don't know yeah you grow quicker from that than you would trying to learn something in the school to be honest seriously so. you know i talked to my buddy russell about it you know he took his daughter um 
on a couple amazing hunts and uh, where he gets it from is what he learned as a 10 year old going sheep hunting with his dad yeah you know is life lessons that can't be taught anywhere nope. else not sheep hunting <laughs> you know what i mean and, and yeah. so he he's worked very hard his whole life and yeah. gotten to the opportunity and the place where he can take his daughter sheep hunting and uh getting to hear from him how she's changed as a as a as a youth just from getting to experience the outdoors is irreplaceable and i'm sure any parent yeah who takes their kids hunting whether it's oh, yeah. sheep or deer or pig it, it doesn't fucking matter yeah. just taking them outside and you know affording them the opportunity yeah to learn a little bit yeah man it was uh one of my coworkers. they went on an antelope hunt out uh in eastern oregon and uh his son shot his first antelope and the smile on that kid's face dude <laughs> like i like you, you you can't make that shit up dude like the it's like he was so genuinely stoked and not only did he get to hunt with his dad, but he got to hunt with his grandfather, his mom. His mom also yeah. killed an antelope out there, and, like, it was just cool to see, like, it's kind of like your family, you know? It's the same exact thing. Like, it's, you know, you get to experience it together, and it just, you know, makes every, you know, your bond stronger through the family, man. It's crazy. When you bring up, you know, the lineage, right? And I just came off of a hunt with yeah. my dad and my brother and my nephew who's my dad's grandson and my dad and my brother and his grandson were all out and my dad kills a monster buck and my my nephew's always loved hunting yeah but getting to drag that buck out was life-changing for him <laughs> like he's so hook line and sinker into yeah. the outdoors and hunting and, yeah you know what he gets to experience and learn there is that your nephew that plays football? Yeah. Yeah. I remember last year he wasn't able to make it because of football. Football. So now. Like my biggest thing to my sister-in-law has been like, yeah. he needs to, I've always told her, he needs, just let him come hunting. But like. Oh, sports. Oh, sports. Talk oh, about sports. the time, right? There's no mm -hmm. sports going on. So yeah. he might not have been there, you know, other than the fact that there's and now no sports, he's no obsessed school. With now it. he's obsessed, right? I mean, he, he was out on a hunt with his own bow and he jumped a fork and horn and a four by four. You know, and he'd never experienced that in his life. That's an adrenaline rush. And and here he is, and he's yeah. just, you know, he loves it. Yeah. Absolutely That's loves awesome, it. Man. You know, and for my dad to get to be there to witness yeah. it, you know, is a whole different oh, yeah. experience. You yeah. Know? I was very fortunate that I got to make it to camp that day. That's cool. Yeah. Super, yeah. super lucky. It was a wild weekend. It was. I came out of a hunt in, <laughs> in Nevada and rolled into camp rolled into camp yeah went on a hunt myself and you know by the time i got back to camp i was getting you know messages of buck down we need blood trailing come on back <laughs> like you know and i went on back and yeah now i think one of the coolest things is like at camp at your cabin was like uh i well when i killed my buck you weren't even there no <laughs> and, uh, uh it was with your brother and we were pulling back into camp and i remember he was like all right he's like you gotta back in you gotta back up under the meat pole mm -hmm. he's like it's a ritual and it was funny because like well it wasn't funny but it was cool because like everybody came out of the cabins and everybody's like coming out to like 
<laughs> celebrate. It was the first time I'd met Ricky, I think. Yeah. Ricky's, Ricky's got white denim pants on, yeah. and he's like, all right, man, you've done all the hard work. Get out of my way. <laughs> he's got white <laughs> denim on. He's skinning the buck on the pole, dude. Yeah. That was epic. So here's a funny story from this year. I shot that buck. Yeah. You know, I did this whole hunt, played the wind right. Everything was perfect. And um, at the end of the hunt, I was just kind of like, all right, nothing's happening. I haven't even seen a deer. I haven't seen a fresh track. You know, I'm just going to go back to the truck. And I'm yeah. 600 yards from the truck, coming over this berm to drop down to this creek. And a doe runs out, and then a little forked horn runs out. And he stops at 40 yards for like three minutes. And I'm standing there <laughs> looking at him, and I range him, and I'm like, I'm not going to kill you, dude. You're too small. Run away. Like, Run away. Now. Yeah. Go. Go. And he kind of like trots a little bit and he's at 70 yards and i'm like and he stops and i'm looking at him and i'm like all right dude you're fucking dead <laughs> you're done <laughs> yeah so i shoot him and drill him and he takes off he runs a little bit blood trail him find him gut him drag him out get him up to the truck well my buddy who i was hunting with you know we don't have radios or anything yeah. and uh he's still hunting so i get my truck down there and throw the deer in the bed of the truck my hands are still covered in blood obviously from getting it yeah but i don't say a thing i drive back up and i'm just sitting in the truck waiting for my buddy he gets in the truck throws his bow in hour and a half drive back to camp hour didn't drive even back notice it never noticed it <laughs> and i parked right and you know the whole yeah. back up to the meat pole right yeah so I parked, and my dad's inside, and he's cooking. He's sautéing mushrooms. We're yeah. going to have steaks or something like that for dinner. I'm putting my hand over the mushrooms and pointing at things. And usually my dad will see blood on my hands. Yeah. Like, it's the first thing he looks at when yeah. he sees me, right? And uh, and <laughs> he doesn't see a fucking thing, man. And <laughs> you know, I'm making it completely yeah. apparent, right? At least I think Obvious. I am. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, 25 minutes goes by and my and i'm like hey and he's like what i was like can you move your fucking jeep so i can pull up to the meat pole he's like no you didn't it's like yes i did and, uh, my dad was ecstatic because we killed both our deer within 24 hours of each other and go out to my truck i get my truck and my dad's pulling the jeep out and uh his buddy comes up and he's getting his stuff out of the truck and he's like oh so you're fucking with your dad huh and i was like dude i've been fucking with you for two hours <laughs> and he is like what <laughs> man anyways backed up that's funny did the deal but it was a fun little experience Heck yeah man yeah my dad was excited that's awesome yeah yeah getting to share those memories with family man can't replace that stuff yeah which yeah. you'll get to do a bunch with your yeah son. man next year yeah. Dude, it's gonna be twelve. Really? Holy cow! Big yeah. one too. Big one too. Yeah. He'll be hunting big game here. Are you gonna have him hunt California too, or no? Uh, yeah, probably, man. Bring him up to the cabin. Yeah, probably we'll have him do that. Um, I think uh, Kyle keeps like telling me they bring him down to do uh, archery turkey. Mm -hmm. So I think he'll do that next year. He shot a turkey with his shotgun, uh, Clint's. Um, so he's ready to. I think go for some more. So yeah. I think uh, get down there, do that, and then probably get him in for some uh, rifle deer this next year, man. Get him behind the old six five and let him rip. Uh, he will probably 
die and go to heaven. Oh, yeah, man. He can't wait, dude. Yeah. I'm hoping, uh, kind of glad that I haven't filled my archer deer tag yet here. Um, he'll be here Friday and be out here for a week, and hopefully we can hopefully we can knock down a buck together, man. That would be epic. So we'll see if we can't make that happen. You going to cry? Uh, probably, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. Get yeah. it? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Sure. I was, I, dude, I thought I was going to cry when I killed that bull, dude. Walking up to it, I thought it was going to happen. didn't happen, but... I thought about it. Oh, yeah, dude. I was like, am I going to cry? No, I'm not going to cry. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to cry. But, yeah. It's, I, dude, I get emotional with that stuff, dude. It's yeah. put in a lot of work and a lot of time and dedication. And time away from home. Time away from the wife. Time away from the Sacrifice, family. Man. Sacrifice, dude. So when that all comes together, man, it's a... It's a glass case of emotion so i'm gonna hit you with an old school question <laughs> hit me you kind of changed some gear this year yeah so what's your favorite gear what's my favorite gear what's your what's your favorite piece of gear so far this year oh dude my binos uh-huh <sighs> is that in the gear yeah because like, i've changed absolutely. everything you've changed everything every piece of gear i've tried different stuff this year uh dude that has been like the biggest game changers uh no knock on vortex i was vortex forever you know forever yeah ride or I die i always tried to get to use maven yeah i was like ride or die and uh maven just for me personally just like my face shape it just i, I just it wasn't right for me mm-hmm. um and last year in idaho jeff had bought a pair of uh el I think they were like the 12 by 50s. And I looked through them and I had like the Viper 10 by 50s. I was like, ah, dude, those aren't better. <laughs> Trying to like downplay it. And, uh, you know, this year I was like, eh, I'm going to make the switch, man. And uh, I got a hold of a guy. He's the, uh, uh, he is the VP of sales for uh, Swaro North America. I talked to him and, took his advice and went with the el 10 by 50s man and holy cow dude game changing some light letting in oh my god and then i just picked up that new spotter there too so Mm -hmm. yeah optics man i think just forever changing with the game and trying new stuff and you know um i'm a gear whore so i like trying new stuff and i've got like two different packs in here right now and new gear up there and yeah so <laughs> trying all sorts of new things man and uh, yeah i'd say the freaking binos though man that's probably the best piece of new gear and then i put a night force uh scope on my rifle too and that was like game changing as well really so yeah i mean dude i i got behind kyle's rifle last year in colorado and i went from the scope i had on there and look through the night force scope and it was like night and day color was right. like it was insane and i was like oh all right that's what i've been missing out on so i went and bought a new night force scope this year Dude, as well. the amount of light that good glass lets in is Dude, insane it's <laughs> bananas man and hey man every budget is different for every person out there and you afford what you can you know whatever you can afford run it man and you know 
if you want to spend more money on tags and gear by all means that's the right thing to do but if you're in a position to where you can purchase you know solid glass or gear whatever it may be packs doesn't matter man do it yeah um yeah i've tried a lot of new things uh this year and yeah i'm pretty happy with my setup currently but forever changing man i never get stuck in rut and just trying one thing and yeah trying some new outerwear this year and trying some first light gear um pretty stoked on the merino wool that's one thing i haven't gotten a chance to use any jackets yet but it's been freaking hotter than balls here <laughs> but uh yeah the merino wool i've been pretty happy with that running a kafaru uh 44 mag got that thing the day before archery elk season opened and got to pack out heavy with that got it bloody pretty impressed with that so far but i'm still working through adjustments and kinks with that thing but pretty stoked on that so far but yeah man all sorts of new gear this year man nothing wrong with that no man it's it's cool it's cool to try new things man yeah you know see what you like and don't ever get i don't know man i'm always one just don't get tied to any brands and try new shit because there might be something else out there that works well yeah it works well for you it changes the game for you man and the glass honestly for me this year whoo that has changed the game dude like and i you know people that don't glass on tripods blows me away but man when i get behind those els on a tripod you can see anything dude it's so far away incredible it's insane yeah the light gathering and like you know they really say that you know you see the difference in those like last light and uh i was hunting the other night in deep timber and uh it you know just gets so much darker in there so much quicker and like you're out of the timber it's still light out you can see but you're in there and it's super dark and i'm pretty sure i had a buck walk by me at like i don't know 75 yards away and i just saw a body move by and i was able to pick up my binos and like i with the naked eye i could barely freaking see the thing and then i pull up my binos and it was like <laughs> was like whoa <laughs> it was like still light in here um it was pretty cool but uh yeah it was just, those binos are pretty impressive and then know. i picked up a new rangefinder too this year really as well yeah what I kind picked, of rangefinder it's a sig i think it's the btx 2400 mm-hmm. um and that thing has been pretty awesome too um it's got like a ballistics calculator in it so uh-huh. um you can load in your ballistics and i do all my own reloading and everything so i can load it in perfectly into the system and then uh it's got you know archery or it's got angle uh, angle compensator or just uh, uh line of sight and on the line of sight for the rifle you can actually load in different uh ballistics and you can load in different guns basically into the rangefinder via bluetooth through your phone and you know when you range it it'll tell you how many mils it'll give you a range and then it'll say 5.1 mil and you dial your scope into 5.1 mils and uh it's like spot on man it's pretty amazing yeah it's freaking epic that's a game changer oh dude it's insane they have their whole like uh i forget i think it's called the btx system which is their like they have their Bluetooth version, which is like it Bluetooth to the scope. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, stuff. I've seen. That I've heard about crazy, it. Crazy, dude. Yeah. It's too high tech. But uh, this is, I mean, it's, this is pretty high tech as well. I mean, I'm used to just having like a flip up cap with a laminated like <laughs> reticle <laughs> or and, taped to the stock. Yeah, something yeah, like that. And then this is next level. But it's something definitely where I'm like, 
you need to have that backup as well because you can't always depend on the technology in the field because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah. It's like that buck in Montana. It's like 310. <laughs> aim right on its chest. <laughs> dumped him. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun. That was a fun day. That was a fucking mess. Yeah. Smashed my forehead pretty good. Rodeo. <laughs> the old Weatherby kiss. Yeah, dude. Lead flying everywhere. Lead flying everywhere and bucks dying everywhere. Yeah. So, you have something in development. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> or do you not want to talk about yeah, it? Yeah, no. We can talk about it. Hopefully, by the time this is out, that'll be out. Yeah. Um, yeah so, you know, talking about podcasting and uh, kind of missing you know the networking aspect of it i've uh decided that i will be starting a new podcast Mm -hmm. um as of right now the name is the riparian zone and what is the riparian zone where shit dies all right (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so it's honestly it's like i had never heard the term until i moved out here and actually uh my coworker troy he always says yeah, we got to get to the riparian zone. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the world is the riparian zone? I'd never heard that word ever. And uh, it's basically like where the river meets the bank and creates this vegetation for wildlife to travel. And it's basically like, I, if you think about it, where a lot of the shit that you kill is in the riparian zone. It's a target rich environment. It's vegetation. It provides feed, cover, everything an animal needs to move through, slip through and get past us. But you know, you can connect with it. You find those zones and it's riparian as fuck. (laughs) Um, so yeah, the, uh, podcast name will be the riparian zone and, uh, it'll be, you know, focused on hunting and kind of kicking off where, I left off with you and um, just a new way to network and be a part of the community again in a different sense mm-hmm. um, and just a creative outlet man it's one thing that you know work is work and you know you you do the job nine to five and you appreciate that part of it but then there's another side that you want to be connected with the community and help out where you can and you know, there's a lot of good that comes out of the podcast. I felt like we did a lot of stuff that was positive and, you know, um, still to this day, man, yeah. I get tons of yeah compliments and yeah, I mean, people that are so grateful. Yeah. I mean, you, you were doing it already with hunter education, but then tying that in, I mean, shoot, man, we helped overturn some bills in California for mm-hmm. pig hunting and, um, you know, teaching people how to blood track and you know at west coast archery's the broadhead shoot like yeah. that kind of stuff and yeah. teaching how you know working with uh what was the guy's name from fishing game alan Gray. alan uh working with him and you know doing the whole breakdown of an animal to new hunters and like just you know being able to educate people too you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of new people that don't know anything about anything yeah. in the hunting space and just like how to go from a to z you know it's like you put an animal on the ground like now what and um you know there's you're always learning right and every person you hunt with does something different and you can learn from all those experiences and being able to share i think that with you know with the community and educate people is it's fun man and uh it's a creative outlet for myself and so yeah working on a logo right now and Got a website, got an Instagram account up with nothing on it other than the name locked down <laughs> right now. So as soon as I get that up, we'll uh, we'll get some podcasts going. We'll get you on the podcast. And oh boy, we'll just 
talk shit and <laughs> maybe the first episode will be with you again yeah. uh no why, i don't know why I mean, not if you want to but that's whatever but I'm yeah down. yeah it'll be exciting man i'm excited to uh get it back up and running and i'm excited for you yeah when you told me you were gonna do it i was like hell yeah dude yeah I was like, I wish that I could figure out a way to incorporate us both, but no, I, man, it's your thing now, dude. It's, I guess yeah. it's your thing. It's you know, it's helped you out in so many ways, and it's still helping you out. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see that happen for you, and like you having that opportunity. And yeah, it's, honestly, it's exciting to start something completely from the ground up again mm-hmm. and see what it can be. You know, I will. Uh, what I think is beneficial is your experience with Legion. Yeah. And having gone through so many different changes and oh, yeah. shifts and directions and all that. And now you know what you want to do. Yeah. And you're going to start on your own course. Yeah. With exactly what you want to do. And it's just what you want to do. Yeah. You know, there's no, there isn't two chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. There's, you know what I mean? And yeah. I totally understand the concept of that because I'm sure there's plenty of times for you oh, when you're yeah. tra- when we were trying to work together yeah. to figure something out oh, but that's that's I mean, business that's with a partner right everything with a partner and yeah. it's a push pull you know mm-hmm. and it's you know knowing when to push and knowing when to pull back and mm-hmm. you know see the vision of somebody someone else's vision and you know let it become something naturally yeah. because if you go into that with you know single track minded that's usually how things don't work out right um so yeah no it's exciting man i'm i'm excited to see what happens with it and yeah, it'll be it'll be cool. Good. I'm pumped. Good. Well, yeah. I guess we'll end it there. All right, man. Thanks for uh, having me back on. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, man. Thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.